0: Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 finals. all thanks to McDonald's. Makers, together and loving it. TNCs apply. bet on the edge of the box.
1: Oh, it's a straight-up screamer! Download our app today and enjoy straight-up screamers this FIFA World Cup with great odds, great promos, and same-game multi at Palmerbet. Gamble responsibly. For gambler's help, call 1-800-858-858.
0: NRL time here on SENZ, uh, two minutes past 11, uh, and that's that time of the week where we uh, join the voice of rugby league, Andrew Voss, who himself uh, has just finished his... Uh, breakfast show. Uh, Vossi, actually we had a text in this morning just asking uh, w- where are you calling all these games from? Are you allowed at the stadiums? Do you call it off too? Uh, these days, uh, I-, I don't know, under, uh, under all those sorts of um, um, COVID restrictions, uh, w- what's your situation?
1: No, very good question. Good morning, Spencer. Good morning to all our uh, listeners. Just a regulation weekend of rugby league, wasn't it? Not much to talk about. Uh, no, sadly, <laughs> well, from a commentator's point of view, we are calling from uh, the studio, and it's the same for the uh, primarily for the free-to-win network. What happens is it's quite an interesting setup. Um, so play-by-play commentators like myself, we're calling from a studio, but we do have a sideline commentator there at the ground. So you know, over the weekend, you had Corey Parker. He's at the sideline for the Roosters-Rabido's uh, game. Dorton um, Tallis worked on the sideline over the weekend. I was working with Billy Moore yesterday. Yet I have no contact with Billy. I just hear his voice. He's on the sideline at the game. And we're calling off a monitor. Look, it's not perfect, but I'm not going to complain. Um, you know, people still in jobs, and we've we've had to do what has to be done to get by and, and keep the coverage going to the keep the coverage going to the viewers. So that's how it's been. I look forward to the next time I'm actually at a game.
0: Yeah, I uh, will tell you what, though, uh, your, your techos and that do a great job because with the effects etc. You would never ever know. And I work in the industry, uh, and to be honest, uh, it sounds like you're at the games, which is uh, a credit to those people involved. Boy, uh, you called some action over the weekend. And the uh, in terms of that perfect run, that amazing run by the Storm, um, look, the Eels, I think, comprehensively outplayed them at times yesterday. And 22-10, that uh, is testament to that.
1: Oh, Smithy, so 100% right. I mean, you know, break it down. Um, Melbourne didn't score a second-half And while they weren't, you know, they weren't anywhere near their best, they weren't that bad, Melbourne. But they were kept scoreless in the second half by a Parramatta side that there was no secrets about this performance. There's no shortcuts. It was just hard work. It was just attitude readjustment. And suddenly, there, I said in commentary, welcome back, Parramatta. Where you been? Because, you know, that sort of attitude on a week-to-week basis, you are going to be in every game you play because they have the talent. You know, they do have some very good players. So if they take that attitude where... You know, you, you just do it. Whatever has to be done, you get done. And they're scrambling goal-line defence. Melbourne had more line breaks than Parramatta. yet Parramatta win the game and don't concede a second-half point, Parramatta's back, baby. <laughs> that, if, that's, if they can do that this week, they challenge Penrith. And if they take that into the finals, they challenge anyone. But imagine that. If they go into the finals having beaten Melbourne and Penrith back-to-back weeks, what a confidence boost that would be.
0: Well, let's look at um, the the Warriors because now we can't even say mathematically it's possible. It is not. Season done and dusted. If your your idea and your goal is to make the playoffs initially, uh, they haven't done it again. Um, Now, I've asked a couple of people this this morning, but uh, in your considered opinion, do we mark it down as a fail or do we just say, look, uh, great that they were there, success on that front uh, and let's hope better for next year when they can play at home? Is it as simple as that?
1: Yeah, uh, well, well, OK, well, in pure football terms, no, of course it's a fail. It's a course, Of course it's a fail, but there is an asterisk next to anything that's happened to the Warriors the last couple of years, to be quite honest. No team has done the sacrifice that they have done. And, and now to think that they're talking about how do we address the next off-season starting in November and might have to be based at Redcliffe and all the rest. I mean, no team can get their head around that. And and you read the story of, you know, these other issues that come into it, these these life issues. I mean, kids going to five different schools and, you know, the past two years, I mean, these are tough things to contend with and just um, just concentrate on footy. So yeah, it's a fail in terms of wins and losses, but um, it, as I said, it comes with circumstances that no other team has had to contend with like the Warriors. So... You know, I can't make any guarantees about things changing um, for the start of next season even. I know we're getting vaccination rates up and all those sorts of things and they're talking about freedoms and and movement and all these sorts of things but, by gee, there's a hell of a lot of water to pass under the bridge between now and the start of next season and knowing how next season is going to look.
0: Uh, If you look at uh, other results uh, from last Thursday uh, over the uh, four-day period... Um, anything really a standout or anything revealing with what's coming up for you?
1: Well, we, we're talking outside of the Rabbitoh's Roosters dramas. As for actual results, well, you, you do have to say, well done, Newcastle. At least they have qualified for the finals. Their form hasn't been exactly top shelf, but the fact is they're in. You know, they can, yeah, they're comfortably in. They are going to play finals football for the second straight year. So well done to them, but their form well short of. Um, making me think they're a genuine contender. Um, the Sharks are the interesting one. I mean, they now hold down eighth position, destiny in their own hands, but run into a Melbourne side. What we did learn out of the weekend, I mean, Manly's probably the only side that I heard post-game say, we're going to pull, pick full strength next weekend. Des Hasler said, and, and Tom Trabojvic went on Fox League at the end of the game, said, oh no, I'm playing next week, I'm not going to be rested. Penrith um, <laughs> are likely to rest a few players. Uh, Parramatta certainly will. Clint Gutherson uh, won't be playing, and and maybe a few others. Melbourne are going to stick to their plan, even though the minor premiership is still up for grabs. They will rest players this week. Uh, South Sydney, I'll give you the mail. Adam Reynolds won't be playing. Damien Cook won't be playing this week. They'll be rested. So it's going to be a bit of a tipper's nightmare, and I think one big story that's going to develop this week, Smithy, people are going to ask the questions about the integrity of the last round, because... You know, other clubs are going to say, oh, hang on, is it Cronulla get a half-strength Melbourne side? Or, or you know, a, the Dragons play South Sydney in the last round. And it, it has an effect on the makeup of the four and the eight. But I don't think people are going to... It's not going to sit all that well with people. In the AFL, they normally have a system mm. where they have a week off before the playoffs start. And that sort of takes mm. away the resting of players because everyone gets a week off. The, the NRL might even investigate that or, or consider that, um, faced with or, or given what we're faced with this week.
0: Uh, don't you earn the right, though? If you, I mean, you're talking in a very long season here, Vossie. Do you, yeah. do you not earn the right to tinker?
1: No, no of course you do. No, it's, it's, no one's breaking mm. any rules at all here. No, no, no one at all. I mean, mm. no one bats an highly last year. Melbourne did it in the last round and lost to the Dragons, but it had no implications on the table. They already had the minor premiership wrapped up and the Dragons weren't going to make the finals. But this year, you know, Canberra could play their backsides off on Friday night, i rather on Thursday night and beat the Roosters and then Cronulla get the benefit of playing a half strength Melbourne to go past them and into the eight. You know, so if you're playing Melbourne at any other time of the season, you're an outsider. Cronulla might even start favourites this week against Melbourne if Melbourne are fielding a team like they did in the last round last year, mm. um, where they had, you know, to say this will this will be a side with all the the extras that are um, in the ranks. The only thing that may prevent absolute mass changes is the squads are quite reduced this year because they are in Queensland. They don't have everyone available for selection. They've only got the players that are with them in their bubbles.
0: Talking to uh, Andrew Voss, of course, uh, he is uh, our oracle in terms of the NRL. Um, And we know for a fact that uh, when the Roosters line up against the Raiders, Joseph Manu won't be playing. Uh, what about Latrell Mitchell's future, and what did you make of all that? And the fact that, to me, the arrogance and the non-remorse that was, has been surrounded by the whole thing yeah. is probably as sickening as the act for me.
1: Oh, Smithy, my, 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 my first thought when the dust settled, it was just sad. It, it's really sad. First of all, from a fan's point of view, um, these are two great players. Manu and Mitchell are great players, and neither are going to now... You now, that's their, both their seasons over. No fault of Joey's, but certainly fault of Luttrell. Now, I'll I'll say this. Mitchell doesn't go in to break Manu's cheekbone in the tackle, but it was reckless and careless. He he had no idea what his point of contact was going to be. He was just rushing over to hit as hard as possible, and that is part of the game. But if you make the mistake, and it was so obvious what had been done, that people say, I hit a battle, you don't have to apologise or whatever. Well, I think you do. I I think the fact that they were former teammates Latrell was looking him in, in the eye and Joey's gone up to him and, and basically said, what did you do that for? I mean, it was quite obvious that, you know, I think Luttrell is such a great player. You know, one of the best I've seen. That's how high I regard him. But he needs to own this and he needs to come out now. And you know, I, I spoke on my breakfast program this morning about your integrity. The six-week ban is just six weeks out of your football life. But the damage to your integrity as to how you handle it is what Latrell needs to really sit down and think about, and I'm quite surprised that he hasn't made any public comments since the incident, given it was Friday night. To come back on after his sin binning and score, you know, a powerhouse try, but then to throw the ball down on the ground as if you're throwing it at a Fletcher Baker, the East and the, the, the Roosters player on the ground. I mean, that was arrogance. Um, so, you know, I, I'm, I'm a little concerned about that. That where if there's anyone in Mitchell's camp that's advising him because I think he's being poorly advised. I mean I can I can actually get over the tackle on Manu because that is football. And these things happen. But all the things around that, I think Latrell's got a lot of growing up to do. And he's not a kid. He's not a kid. He's a young man. And he's one of the greats of our game. But he needs to he needs to look at the whole situation here. And he now dictates how he will be regarded by the, you know, by the fans, by the commentators, and all the rest, he's
0: in control of his own integrity. Mm, yeah, he certainly is. Uh, two really important games this weekend. Still, uh, some of them are far from uh, a dead weekend in that respect. Uh, the Raiders versus the Roosters Thursday night, massive, absolutely massive for the Raiders. Uh, the following night, uh, the Sharks against the Storm, and are okay with uh, the. The, the side the Storm might front up with, we, we do not know. But that becomes very in, in, integral in terms of what you were saying before because the Sharks still have a chance.
1: Yeah, that's right. So and I, at least we've got the order of those games. It'd be, well, it's game over If Cronella had a played on Thursday night and they beat Melbourne, then that ends the top eight race. But, you know, Canberra, all they have to be thinking about, we just have to win. Do they deserve to make the eight if they lose? Well, they won't. They wait. So they have to get past the Roosters, who are even further injury depleted now. So that is a big game. And yes, Friday night, um, the, the early game, Sharks Melbourne is big. No matter what, like, I'm, I'm certainly not dismissing Melbourne, even if they have half a dozen out. They're proven. You know, it's Melbourne. They're still not easy to beat, whatever they put on. But we know that Bromwich isn't going to be there, suspended. Uh, Addo Carr injured. I do wonder whether they will possibly rest the likes of Cameron Munster, Brandon Smith. There may be some of their. Bigger names that get rested because they said they will stick to the plan. The minor premiership is not something you can hold and carry around. They they say that's their quote. So the grand final is the end goal. So they will rest players. I'm thinking there will be six out for Melbourne, uh, and and then you go into Friday night Parramatta Penrith. Well, yeah, well, will Penrith know when they run on the field what has happened in the previous game? Because would you tell Penrith? Would you tell Penrith that Melbourne have lost and that you can win the minor premiership? I, I don't know whether you would. Would you? I, I think it's a it's an interesting one that goes into Friday night. Mm.
0: And then clear up that, um, that just, extra
1: incentive because they will only find out like you know five minutes before they run on if Melbourne have lost. Yeah. So do you keep that a secret or not? I, I don't know. Uh,
0: the other one is a slightly non-league one, but it is a league one because, uh, and you know what I'm going to ask you here. You know, is what you get. Something like Luttrell Mitchell did, and you see that that's bad for league. That's a bad in the face of things. That's not a good look for league, uh, particularly when you involve a hero. Uh, And then you get the other guy making the headlines, um, uh, Adam Elliott, along with Millie Boyle, and their toilet tryst, as such. I think it's being labelled as. Uh, What What's going to be the upshot of that? Do you feel, what, what's oh, worse, well, actually, to be
1: fair? Rugby league never sleeps, Smithy. We just get story after story after story, and that's almost like fish and chip wrapping now, isn't it? <laughs> it's the old news now. Uh, but Canterbury have a decision to make. Yes, they will. And the, the you know there seems to be a move towards Alan Elliott will be sacked by the club. I know there's been some support from sponsors and saying they'll support him, but they might not support him with a contract. So that, that's where that will end. He's already been fined by the league, and now Canterbury, um, while it's not you know, absolute priority, I think they will deal with it reasonably swiftly. Phil Bill's now at the head of um, the football operations, but I, I think the board has to be in on it as well, and the decision has to be made there on Adam Elliott. It's not just a one-off in the case of Adam. He, he's definitely got issues. Um, and does he need to be Canterbury's problem? Sorry for being heartless, but no, he doesn't. You know, he's a grown man again. Um, he, he doesn't have to be the responsibility like a, a crash of a rugby league club. So yeah, you know, but Adam Elliott will pick up a contract elsewhere. But that's how it works mm. in rugby league. You know, he hasn't committed the crime of the century, not 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 by a long stretch. But he's run his course at Canterbury. One would think.
0: Oh well. Hey, hey just finally, um, just hoping back to actually the game on the field. Um, there's a big, obviously, always been a big fan base here, dating back to Graham Low days with Manly, or Matthew yep. Ridge, etc etc. Um, they, they've made a, a pretty good and impressive uh, finish to uh, the season they of course uh, had a, a, a predictable win over the Bulldogs at the weekend but uh, they've got themselves into the final four significance of that for them?
1: Yeah, well I had both Cameron Smith and Matthew Johns in my program this morning here in Sydney, both believe Manly can definitely win the competition and it is the Tom Trabojevich factor, he's going that well he's going to win the Dallium but not just. He's going to win it by a stretch. <laughs> I think he's picked up nothing but threes. I don't think he's picked up any twos or ones. Just about every game he's played, he's picked up a three when Manly wins. I mean, it's been an extraordinary performance. He's fourth hat-trick of the season yesterday. Um, yeah, Manly, like, look at the permutations. They win this week. They might either run into Penrith or Melbourne first week of the finals. If I'm Penrith or Melbourne, I don't want to play Manly. <laughs> you know, I want to avoid Manly in the final series. That's the regard they're held right at the moment. They are a very dangerous side, a big month. They could just win the competition. What about
0: that? Uh, what about that? Uh, what about listening to Andrew Voss every Monday morning? It's uh, it's great uh, because uh, once we're finished with Vossy, we don't have any questions unanswered. Thank you very much uh, to Vossy again uh, for his input there.